Hello, and welcome to another episode of Goddess of Crypto. I have with me here a very unusual guest, Kiriaki Chinakis. Did I say that right? Yes. Mm -hmm. She is a pioneer. She is a Renaissance woman. I asked her to come up with a title for me to share with all of you and really like artist and actress and women's empowerment person and fashion designer and NFT creator and futurist. All of those things are possibilities. The sacred divine feminine is creative, abundant, flowing, receiving, and disruptive. And the new energy of money, including cryptocurrency, decentralized finance, NFTs, and even the metaverse is all these things too. Welcome to the Goddess of Crypto, a weekly show where women who are already in this powerful space will cover these topics simply so you can relax into knowing that the future of finance is female. So without further ado, Katie, I'm so glad that you're here and talking to us. And we met at PodFest, if I recall, yes? Indeed. So you were speaking, you were at PodFest talking about turning your own podcast into an NFT. And you're the first person to ever do that. Is that right? I'm the first female to ever do it. I wanted to do it a year and a half ago, maybe almost two years now. And then I found out last December, Buster beat me to it. Buster has a popular podcast on like it's more sports. And so he did it last December. So he beat me to it. But I'm the second person and the first female to release my podcast as NFTs. And yeah, it was really cool being meeting you at PodFest. And I speak at podcast conferences and summits. I've been on seven stages this year alone. And since I'm a podcaster like you, I was speaking to podcasters how they could strategize and pivot their podcast for NFTs as well. So it was really exciting to talk with my fellow podcasters about the future. I think that's so incredible. And it's actually an idea that I had as well of turning Goddess of Crypto into an NFT, because I think it's really powerful to be able to do that and to be able to have those multiple platforms. What made you want to make your podcast into an NFT? Yeah, so it would be an NFT project. It's a non-fungible token, right? So you would have each episode as an NFT. In addition, strategizing, you could have multiple pieces of the episode, different NFTs. Like when you give people promos and you just want certain sound bites, you can make those NFTs. In addition, instead of just selling a one-off someone to an NFT, you can like fractionalize it like a Bitcoin and have multiple people purchasing and being a part of that one specific NFT. If more than just one person wants to be a part of it, that's how you can really engage your community. So I just want to clarify that in regards to turning a podcast into NFTs, like NFT project. What was the question specifically? Well, that's okay. That's a lot of good information about it. So I've talked a lot about the idea that we're going to soon be able to fractionalize a lot of things like real estate into NFTs. And I hope that if you are listening to Goddess of Crypto right now, that you already have enough of a background so that when Katie said that an NFT was a non-fungible token, that was not your first time hearing that. And it was not your first time understanding what an NFT is. But if it is, I urge you to go back to the earlier episodes where we talk about that and where we've talked to other NFT creators. What I think what you're doing is so special is that you are pioneering this in a new area, right? We've had NFTs as art. We've had NFTs as real estate. 
we are starting to have NFTs as other things. And the idea of having an NFT as a podcast, as you said, if you're the first woman to do it, that's still really new. Like you're still a total pioneer. That's amazing. Real quick. I just saw it the other day. It was like the top 10 fashion brands and Nike's number one. They've already made over $44 million in Nike. Like, I mean, (laughs) so, I mean, there's a whole fashion ecosystem that's thriving. There's music NFTs. So now like NFTs has become like a buzzword, right? There's the film side of NFTs. There's the art. There's people like who have generative projects, like those PFP 10,000 collections that you hear about where you can take an NFT. Like my friend Saba has Tokyo Punks. It's a limited edition. And this is my NFT. And I named this NFT Cartoon Katie because I do voiceovers every single day for my work. I promo commercial animations. I do voiceovers. So in voiceovers, you have a branded name, like a logo and mine's cartoon Katie. Cause I'm like a walking, talking cartoon and I love my voice and you utilize what you have. And so I took this NFT and it's the logo of my popular podcast called she's all over the place, which is the NFT podcast. I made a fashion line. So if you go to chinakas.com, my last name, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S, you can see I have seven lines. I did collaborations with other artists who are NFT artists as well. And we took this IP because there's like utility, which is love. And if you intentionally do something with this NFT that you own from this collection, like I decided to do a fashion line, I decided to make it my logo. So my PFP is like half my punk, then the other half is like the profile on my face. So there's a number of things that you can do in regards to NFTs and like with your community, really specifically, it's kind of going off the deep end, but you have like a community wallet. So people in your community can see everything that's transparent with code on the blockchain. And they can see like, oh, this person's into this and I'm really into this. And oh, we have this allotted funds in the community wallet. And this just happened in Florida. Or this just happened in Miami. And we want to take some of those a lot of funds and contribute and be a part of like what's happening in the planet, on the world. And so it's really making an impact and knowing our voices really matter because we're connecting and hearing people like, and it's reciprocated and very transparent, which is very exciting about not only NFTs, but connecting with the people and who they are and what they want. Like the people who listen to our shows, a lot of times I don't connect with them unless they email or call in or send in something like that or write me on a DM. But how can I hear those voices now on a regular? How can the communities all be chit-chatting with each other and then going to the team to say, hey, we're interested in this and then hearing them and you know applying those actions and fulfilling their needs because they're our own needs. We all want the same thing, you know? And so we can connect with those kind of people as we're doing here. So when you say we all want the same things, you're saying we all want community, right? What I'm saying is, you know, community's a buzzword as well. What I'm saying is when we first came here, there's certain things that we were taught, but we all want to be heard. We all want to play. We all want to have fun. The number one emotion is curiosity. We want to engage with one another. We want to connect. We want unconditional love. We don't want to be judged. Like all the stuff is the ego and all the things we've been taught and like dumbed down. If we can dismantle and shape shift on an energetic level, which we're doing now because podcasts are free and you're listening and you're tuning to what's going on, we can demystify and shape shift the stuff that's not serving us to get more in gratitude and love in our heart center and to explore the gift of nature of why we are here living this miraculous life and get to that. But so many people are so distracted by the hurt and the pain and the ego and all the other stuff that it's cloudy. So if we connect with people who are saying the things that I'm saying, when we inspire, motivate and ethically engage and entertain and show ways to be prosperous together. That's what I think we all want on a higher dimension on a basic level. 
Yeah. I mean, you're talking about the heart of the work that I do when I do transformational wealth coaching with women, because it isn't really about making more money. It's about what can you do with that money? It's about having the freedom that comes from that. It's about giving back to the world and caring about the larger buzzword community, but the larger community of humanity and realizing that we are all interconnected. We are all one. That's so powerful. So I love the idea that you're connecting the sense of what most people feel is really a disconnect. Like an NFT is a thing. It's technology. It doesn't feel like there's a human element to it for a lot of people, especially as you learn, like the words non-fungible token are super unsexy. And then when you connect it the way that you just did into this beautiful idea of building community, building an environment and building a world where we care about each other, to me, that's really powerful. That's really everything. So good for you. I love that you're doing this. I love you. Thank you. And then just two quick things. Like one, she's all over the place. I just finished my women empowerment series. So you can binge and listen to epic episodes of international women all around the world doing what you just said to make a difference, to impact, to inspire, to educate, to learn, to talk about our ups and downs and challenges and all that. So that's number one. The other thing is, it's like, think about this, like over a decade ago, we could have a digital asset, an NFT, a non-fungible token. Simplistic is a digital asset. It can come in a JPEG, a photo, an MP3, an MP4, if there's video, music, whatever you want to put, sound, video, visceral, whatever. The thing is like people who fly around the world, like over 10 years ago, instead of printing out the toxicity from the paper, you could just have a wallet and have a QR code and you scan it. And that's your one-time NFT to get onto a flight to go somewhere. It's not like, oh, like this QR code is like the magical thing. It gets to experience from that QR code that you're going to get. You purchased it for an experience to go visit a friend, a family member, to see a loved one, to go for a holiday, to go for the experience. But that QR code is the access for you to go have that experience. But you don't think about it. You just like throw it away or it's just a one time you use, you can't have it. But what if you have like a pass that's an NFT that gets you on flights all the time? You know what I mean? And you just show your QR code and that gets you access to going on flights all the time. That would be miraculous. Well, you can do that. You can apply that same principle to the other things like being involved in your community and the people who are going to learn, share, educate, and find hacks and tips and tricks to talk to certain people. You're going to have access to this by having this NFT and you're going to always have a lifetime access to this and get discounts and first to know and merch and everything that all comes along. If we do meetups in Nicaragua or wherever we're doing a meetup, you're going to have that full-time access from that QR code of that NFT or that visual logo label visceral whatever however you make your nft until you sell it and you can sell it on secondary and then there's a smart contract which changes the game for everything it doesn't matter if you're snoop dog or just starting you have the same smart contract on the blockchain and secondary you can put whatever number but normally it's around 10 percent. so that's how you make residual income when you talk about that we have to back up a little minute so when you're talking about secondary, what you're saying is a secondary market. In other words, it's like if we compare this to you know network marketing, for example, if you bring somebody into the community, you're getting X percentage, but the person that was in charge of bringing you in is getting a little tiny cut of that. That would be an example. Or in this case, I like to think of it as royalties. Imagine that you're getting a royalty for something the first time you're getting paid but then you're getting royalties every time that thing transacts again. So it would be like if I sold my house 
and I made the money. But the next time the house was sold, I got another little tiny chunk of that. That's what you're talking about when you say a secondary, it's like a secondary market. And I think that you're right that there's going to be that kind of secondary royalty model gives you a lot more, especially like when you're an artist or something up until now, it's been like, well, that painting sold for $10, but later the artist became famous. That painting sold for $10,000, a million dollars, $10 million. The artist sold it once. The artist is not getting paid over and over again. This idea of art becoming an NFT or music or anything else means that you can actually have a built-in royalty model to allow that secondary payment where by the time that artist, that famous artist, was, their painting was selling for $10 million, the artist would still be getting a cut. That's very powerful. And I think it's actually a game changer. Do you agree with all of that? Or did I get any of it wrong? Yeah, on par, but I basically say it's like being a union and a non-union actor. And the paint analogy is amazing. So like if you have a piece of art and you have art dealer or a gallery, they take a cut, they take a percent of it, and it's a one-off for the painter. But then now if selling, it's a fidgetal. It's called a fidgetal. If I'm giving you the physical. Is a fidgetal? It's called a fidgetal. That's so cool. I've never heard that word before. So like if I make a piece of art or I have a piece of clothing, I can give you the physical, but it comes with the NFT for the digital asset. However, some people are not just digital, but some people will just have the digital. And then you get the royalties, like you were saying, and that's being a union actor. So when you're a union actor, you get paid in the cycles. But the most important thing, because it can be very confusing because there's a lot of different currencies, there's a lot of different marketplaces. The best thing to be a sovereign being that you were saying earlier is to have your own smart contract. So have your own smart contract and how do you do it? There's multiple ways to do it. Like, you know, a tech team, things of that nature who can build a smart contract. You just find someone who can build a smart contract and you have your own smart contract. You bring them to your website. You bring the traffic to you. Instead of lazy minting on OpenSea, where that could be the secondary market, it's like the Christie's and Sotheby's, you can do your own smart contract. And a lot of artists for the last year have been using Nifty Kit and Manifold XYZ. So you can go there and their teams are amazing And you, as a sovereign being, can have your own smart contract where everyone's coming to your own IP, your own website, and that's where they're minting. And then the people who want to do secondary when they want to sell the vintage thing or not travel anymore or rent out their home that they own a piece of real estate or they're just done with these things and they're a collector, they just want to like sell it. They can do it on secondary, which could be like an open sea or a rareable or, you know, one of the big marketplaces. Now's a good time to mention that if Katie talks about anything, whether it's her own stuff or she's referring to these particular platforms where you could make your own NFTs, it's going to be in the show notes. So you can just go there and pick up anything that she refers to. I love my team because they make sure that the show notes are always super thorough. So you're going to have like all the ways of getting in touch with Katie and seeing all of the pieces that she does. If you're watching the show on YouTube, you're not listening to it on one of the many platforms that the show is on, you will see that Katie is wearing a piece of her art that is also an NFT. Is that right? Because you've got your own fashion line, right? Yeah, this is my Tokyo Punk cartoon Katie. And I made a whole fashion line. It's on my website, C-H-O-N-A-C-A-S. And then if you actually put in your email, I have an automation, it sends you do your own research, but a list of people I respect and admire in the space that you can follow on Twitter and listen and get education and follow on Instagram and just kind of go on rabbit holes. You know, I have a film sector. Now I'm just developing a fashion sector and there's 
all these different areas just to learn about the OGs and pioneers in the space who are like ethical good people because they're the heart of the ecosystem. In addition, I support people with more so of strategy. Like I'm not, I share in information and there's do your own research, but I take people when they've like done their research and they're in it for good intentions. I help them with strategy, left, right, in between, do this first. So I support with strategy. So people can email me from my website as well if they're interested to like learn more about strategy and things of that nature. I think that's amazing. I'm going to take you up on some of that strategy stuff. I know you can help me grow Goddess of Crypto because you are doing such incredible things. You said your own podcast is like one of the most popular ones, right? Yeah, it's in the top 1.5% out of almost... 3 million podcasts. I started mine in 2019 and I built it from the ground up. We were second season two, we became top 5% and we held top 5% until like the middle of season four. And then we became in the top 1.5%. That's incredible. Thank you. I'm on hiatus right now. And then when we do season five, it's focused strictly on Hollywood and NFT. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. And I know that Hollywood is one area where there's going to be a lot of movement in that area. It's funny because I have a screenwriting background as well. And I pioneered interactive movies back in the day. So I played in that space for a long time. I've always had a great deal of interest in the film world, but I know that there's Hollywood goes where the money goes and there's so much money to be made in crypto. It like kind of boggles the mind. And I also feel, and this is kind of like a little bit more of a spiritual concept, but you went there first. So I'm going there with you, but I feel like time is speeding up. And so I feel like this distance between like how long it would take to make a million dollars or to launch something or to make it popular, it can happen so much faster because conceptually there's this ability right now for time to kind of collapse and to have things happen on a much faster basis. Are you finding that as well? Well, I think people are finding out like we don't have to do all these steps to get to what we need to go to. We can just directly go to what we want to, the solution. And so we're working smarter together, right? Coming together, we're communicating better. We're showing up in such a way. And I'm definitely going to go somewhere right now, which is totally off the cusp, but like I went to the Directors Guild and I went, my friend Isaac Singleton Jr. is the lead in this new film and it's called Wake Up and it's about sex trafficking. And then the next day I was at the iHollywood Film Festival, which there's an NFT category. It's the first NFT category out of thousands of film festivals and it's called Couples Therapy. And it's the very first actor comedy web series affiliated with the blockchain. One of the films I saw the next day was on trafficking. So, and India, who is the leading scientist at the Kinsey Institute, was on my podcast. She's all over the place speaking about sex workers, OnlyFans, human trafficking. And so in Hollywood, I've been to two red carpets two days in a row. And both of the films I saw was on sex trafficking. So the world is waking up. Hollywood, they're talking about sex trafficking. We're communicating and it's a major thing. So I think there's a lot of work to do, but I think, like you said, it's going to move at the speed of light and go a lot faster because we're shining lights on these subjects and we're having the courage to be on red carpets, to be here now, to speak up about the injustices, about dismantling the sickness and the dysfunctions in the world. And when we get to the root level and we go from the bottom up, then we're going to really have some powerful transformations for humanity and for the world. So I'm really, really excited about all the things we're touching on right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one thing that I want to make sure that if you're listening or watching this episode, you know, sex trafficking exists. And I didn't know we were going to talk about this at all, but it happens to be something that my girlfriend and I 
contribute to regularly. I love Operation Underground Railroad, which helps with that, with people who have to get them out of sex trafficking and being trafficked in general, which is any kind of slavery. And that exists in every single country. And in in the United States, it's in every single state. It is basically everywhere. And, you know, I live in Miami, which is in Florida, Disney World Central, places like Disney World are some of the worst spots. No offense to Disney, but it's basically like, where do kids gather? And, you know, I've read firsthand accounts of people who have been trafficked. And it's awful because sometimes it's parents participating in trafficking their own children. But often it's the separation of parents and kids. And then the kids get picked up and basically taken away. I think a lot of the kidnappings that have been seen, the victims have ended up being trafficked. It is important that you hear and realize if you don't, that it is literally everywhere and under our noses everywhere. So Katie, the fact that Hollywood is finally paying attention and, as you said, waking up to that concept, I think is so important. And I think that from what I see in Web3 and in crypto, there's often causes behind projects, right? We see that a lot in crypto. And I have seen several projects where trafficking is a recipient of the profits that are coming in from that coin or in that token or from that particular project that's been developed. And I think that's going to really help. I think that's where crypto really makes a difference because it's kind of like the carbon offsetting of your money. Like, oh, we're making all this money, but we're giving it back. We're giving it to good causes and it's being donated quickly into those spaces. So yeah, I hope we see a lot of change in that regard. Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this. So two quick things. One, it's 51555 and you text that and you say, wake up and they have an automation. So I just learned that when I was there. And so you just text, wake up, the word wake up and it's 51555. And then the third day, which was yesterday, I pioneered the very first, I guess there's this legendary OC fashion week that I've heard about that I remember too. I went to like as a kid, New York fashion week growing up red carpets, all that jazz, like sitting front row. I've been Paris Fashion Week. I love fashion, love fashion, obviously. Like, and I was there and, you know, I- At OC Fashion Week? Yeah, and they had their 10-year yeah, anniversary. Which is Orange County, right? Yes, Orange County, right, where Disneyland is, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, and so the president met me and I told her like the vision that I had about like the metaverse and like how I curate over 200 international artists like showing their NFTs on the screen and- like the people that could come and like speak and move the needle and educate people and things of that nature. Anyway, so I told them the vision and they just gave me like, they said, come. And so I pioneered the very first NFC OC Fashion Week, which was yesterday. And I invited about like seven different people from different areas of the ecosystem of fashion, sustainability, carbon footprint, inclusivity, taking your own IP with another NFT like I did with the one I'm wearing, my Tokyo Punk, and then how you could do it with your own PFP project. So through storytelling and innovation. And so with all that being said, I'm very proud and happy. And it was, it was amazing. And we're going to have, I'm going to make a, like a video about it and stuff. But one of the questions at the end, an Asian woman raised her hand And she said, how does that associate and how does that affiliate with the blockchain? Three days in a row, sex, sex. And and then she came and told me afterwards that she is a victim of sex trafficking. So what happens is people like her and like you and me and the people who are interested in this topic, and you can apply this principle to any topic. If it's not me, I can introduce you to 
brushstrokes to people who are involved in that. Like people who are doing things for people in the Bronx. I'm from Detroit. So I want to like do things for like the inner city kids in Detroit. And Eminem posted when the whole thing happened with abortions last month, Eminem posted something. He's like, this is where you can donate money for girls in Michigan, you know, for abortions. And like, that's so major. So there's so many things we can do to come together. So in a world where we're not heard, in a world where we want to seek and help and yearn to do things and it's not happening, it's happening on Twitter spaces. It's happening in the blockchain community and the people are taking the power and their voices are getting heard. And any idea you have, it's the wild, wild west right now. It's not too much. It's not too big. It's needed. It's totally needed. The voice is needed because it starts from the ground, the root, the bottom up, and we want to hear from you. And I am a vessel at serving on this planet to support and say, hey, oh, you're into like yoga, podcasting, like whatever it is. And I'm like the nucleus that connects people to their communities and people. And I take communities and I cross pollinate them. And that's one of my gifts. And it's my honor. And it's why I serve. And it's one of the reasons why I get to wake up every day and be here with you now, because I'm so passionate about connecting and dismantling and bringing justice, you know? So this topic, three days in a row, sex trafficking. And when I did the podcast with India and put it in the show notes, it's amazing. Like I said, she's the lead scientist at the Kinsey Institute. And she talks about OnlyFans and sex workers and how like the sex workers, they're actually, like I said, oh my God, they're God's angels. Because the thing is, they're out there, like in the trenches, actually on the ground doing the work and they see what's going on. And some of them speak up, but a lot of them don't. They're scared. They're in fear that they're going to go to jail. They're going to get caught, that they're not going to be able to feed themselves, their family, their children. So they turn a blind eye. They don't say anything because they don't want to be arrested, you know, or other things that could be happening. But actually, like India was telling me how, like, when the pandemic happened, it actually helped a lot of people too, because they could do only fans in such a way. But they, if anything went wrong, they could just close the laptop. Their lives weren't at stake. They didn't have to, like, be touched in such a way or physically abused in such a way. So, I mean, this is, we could go into things, but so this topic and any topic that someone attunes to who's listening, whether it be this traumatic and dynamic or something just like even something like lighter, a different community, even if it's comedy, it's happening on the blockchain. It's happening with NFT technology. And I'm really excited to be a part of it and to honor and share just the world with everyone. So... Yeah, I can feel your passion about it. I think that's so, so important. And I want to just share with you, because I'm a spiritual person first and foremost, when you get that kind of hit three days in a row, it's telling you something. It's drawing you there for a purpose and for a reason. And you've already got such a voice and you've already got such a platform that you are going to be capable of creating change just by utilizing your platform and utilizing your voice more in that direction. So I don't know where that's going to lead you, but I can definitely feel like that's part of your future is helping to, as you said, dismantle those structures. And those structures to me are patriarchal structures because they're structures of power. I think it's a very nurturing environment. It's funny, I was just being interviewed right before this, like two hours ago, and it was having a very similar conversation about the structures of power women will be implicitly involved in an environment like this, but it is based on fear, not based on a desire to 
take power from other people. Whereas I think with men, it is more inherent. I think that if, I mean, I know this is not a a realistic thing, but I think if the world were populated only by women, well, I don't think we'd have those kinds of power struggles that involve sex trafficking. Obviously, as I'm saying, that's not going to happen, but it's because the feminine, the very nature of the feminine energy versus masculine energy is creative, not destructive. And that is the whole way that women show up is creative and not destructive. I just think there's so much power there. And the more women's voices can be heard, I tend to quote this on almost every episode. Dalai Lama said the world will be saved by the Western woman. He did not mean Western women. He meant actual you, actual me, actual you, if you're listening to this episode, and this is your call. You know, if you're being called to have your voice heard, look at what Katie has done. Katie did not say, I am satisfied to be a famous actress who has done all this work with all these cool people. She said, how much bigger can I be and how much more can I explore? And that's leading to all the other things that you've been doing. And by the way, we haven't even talked about your film career, but maybe you want to share a little bit about that as well. We'd love to. Um, Before I do, I would just like, you touched my heart. Thank you. And I would just like to highlight something that you said. It's like, I did an album called Dreamland 1111, and it's released on the blockchain. I became one of the very first females to, one of the first females to sell music NFTs. And which is great. And like Jameson became the collector, but I released it on web two and web three. And it's all about divine femininity, exploring divine femininity in all genders and claiming and reclaiming one's power. And so when you were speaking about the divine feminine, the masculine, just like moving the needle a little bit for me personally, it's the yin and the yang of the divine feminine, and the masculine, but it's not like one is wrong and what's wrong, but it's about taking the yin and the yang and dismantling the false powers and the injustices and bringing that healthy aspect to it all. So that's, you know, really, really important. I feel, I just wanted to share that part because I love it. I love my yang. I love my power. I love, I love that stability and how like men show up in the way. I just want it to be authentic. I want it to be not false power. I don't want it to be abrasive power. Cause I had that too. I was bullied and I bullied, but I didn't know what I was doing, but I did it. I would show up and I would be in such a way, but if people weren't giving me what I wanted, I'd be like, Rawr, or I would be right in such a way, be right myself and other people. Cause people are just like, they're like, here you go. They just want to give you what they want. So you're like out of their energy. They're just like, here you go. But then you never hear from them again. And you think you're getting one over on person by like taking the cake, but actually you're just blindsiding and short-sighting yourself of the authentic experience that you're supposed to have. So now it's like, I'm leaning into things. And instead of forcing things, it's like, I'm allowing things to flow more because when I'm forcing things, it's not the makeup of how it's supposed to be. But when I surrender to it and allow nature to take its course, literally and nature does like, it's more beautiful. There's this Will Smith did this six part series on Netflix is called the rock. And the first two episodes, if you just watch them, We're not supposed to have just kumbaya, everything sacral and grace. No, this universe was here before us. It's going to be here long after us. And there's supposed to be chaotic nature. Like it's the makeup of the beast. When you go see the ocean, the serenity, the breath and the waves, it's so beautiful. But also those waves are crashing and you can't be there during certain hours because so we can have it's not taking (laughs) it's not taking that outside of us like it's all within but it's how we respond to it and how we attune to it how we lean into it and how we dance with it right so it's not getting rid of certain things right we have to eradicate certain things but 
just taking those false powers off and that energy that's abrasive, that's unhealthy, that's painful, that hurt our spirits, that hurt us, you know, it's attuning to those kind of things. You know, you just said about the yin and yang, I want to add something because everything you just said is so gorgeous. One thing that I never really realized until recently, when you have the yin and yang symbols, they're usually different colors and one's black and one's white. And often it's two different colors than that. But in the black teardrop, the curved teardrop, there's a dot of white. In the white curved teardrop, there's a dot of black. So it is the balance and also the shared energy everyone has the masculine and the feminine inside of them. And everyone has that blend and that drop even in the other sides. And I just think that's so beautiful. It's like, to me, that made the yin and yang symbol itself even more perfect. And it also speaks to who we really are inside of ourselves. So it's creating that balance inside of ourselves. And I think that the work that we are all doing in the world, we're being called to bigger and bigger work. And the more we can balance those energies, the more we can hold the container for us to do that big work in the world and allow it to come in without overwhelming us or harming us in any way. And I loved what you just said. And I, what came up for me before, and it's coming up again, is I want to clearly communicate. So there's mindfulness there's healthy communication, there's toxic communication, there's quantum detoxification, psychological detoxification, just because you don't talk to someone doesn't mean they're not playing scripts and living in your head all the time, right? And it's just like all these scripts going on. There's mindfulness of being a human garbage disposal, what kind of food we eat, the level of nutrients of the food we're eating, our environment, the products that we use. And then there's landmines where our trash goes, it goes somewhere. And there's these like mountains and they burn it and then plastic, you know? So when moving and shape-shifting into blockchain technology, right? And we're putting things on the blockchain, do not just put everything on the blockchain, like a human garbage disposal. Be very aware of the legacy that we're leaving with intention, keeping a clean carbon footprint on the blockchain. Just don't mint everything and have everything there, like a curated closet. You don't want everything in your closet. Like be mindful of what we put on the blockchain, what we're sharing on the blockchain and be very specific about that. You know, it's very important. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally hear you. Tell me, I always ask at the end of every episode, what is one more thing that you want our listeners to know? So what is your one more thing? Mm, I love that. I love that. Thank you. I appreciate you. Well, the one more thing I would really like to say that I normally say at the beginning that I didn't say is I appreciate you being here. Um, I went to a world's event, Worlds with the Z in 2018 and Gary V, Gary Vaynerchuk was a keynote. And he said in 2018, when one person, another person has an idea, it's worth $4 million and now we're in 2022. So imagine what it could be now. But the number one form of currency, more than money, is our attention. And in this moment right now, we choose to be here. And I honor you for being here and showing up for yourself and the person tuning in, us being here right now. It's the ripple effect. And we can only focus on one thing at a time. So I honor you being here right now and just being here. It's just a really important. And just remember to remember that what are we focusing on? And we're, we're hacking and we check in with ourselves multiple times a day. Oh, I'm done thinking about that. And we look in 30 minutes later, oh, I'm still thinking about that. So to take the attention 
the energetic attention that we don't see, but we feel and that it's unconscious and it's just running our lives and we're just doing things. Remember to remember to check in with ourselves and see what we're focusing on. And if we don't like it and it's not making us feel good to shape shift, pivot that attention and that energy of where we're growing to, what we're running towards, right? And make sure it's checking with ourselves to see if it's what we want or not. And if it's not, it's not going to be all the solutions or it could be, but just one step at a time, one thought at a time, start messy and just start getting away from what we don't want and start putting one step at a time of more of what we do want. So that's what I leave you with. And I have almost 100 episodes on She's All Over the Place. So definitely check out all the episodes. It's streaming everywhere and connect with me more. We love that. And if you need help with strategy, I'm here for you. Thank you so much, Katie. I'm so happy to have had you on the show today. I loved where this conversation went, which was, hey, she's all over the place. It went all over the place and in such a good way. If you liked this episode of Goddess of Crypto, please comment, like, and review it. And please, more than anything, share it. Share it with the women in your life, your mothers, your daughters, your sisters, your girlfriends, your friends, and everybody that you know, so that we can all get on board with the fact that the future of finance is female. I'll see you again soon. Every week, transformational wealth coach Hallie Evelyn leads a conversation that helps to ensure that women everywhere can learn to surf the coming tsunami of the new energy of money. You can find her at goddessofcrypto.me. That's goddessofcrypto.me. Be sure to subscribe to Goddess of Crypto on your favorite platform or watch the show on YouTube. And remember, wealth isn't just your privilege. It's your right. <laughs>